This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 54, Future You. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Can you believe that this is the last episode of the year? And what a year it's been. Thank you so much for coming on this journey of building this podcast with me. It's been so fun to have recorded for a good chunk of the year with Heather and then to be doing it solo. If you're a new listener and you're not sure what I mean, when I started this podcast, it was with my business partner, Heather. So all the earlier episodes are with both of us. But in the fall, we decided to go our separate ways in our businesses and we closed down H&L Life Coaching. And I am now running under Leah Davidson Life Coaching, but keeping this podcast alive as it's something I truly love doing. I love hearing from you all about how much you enjoy it. So please leave me a review if you get a chance, as that will help other people find it. And please also share it with your friends and colleagues. I also just want to tell you, I love so much how much I'm personally gaining from doing the podcast. I love diving deep into so many topics that interest me, so many coaching tools that have helped me, and I'm learning and growing so much. So thank you for listening and for your support. Now, as the year wraps up, I think it's natural for us to do a little reflection about the past year. And I was listening to a TED Talk the other day. And if you've listened to enough of my podcasts or have worked with me, you know how much I love TED Talks. Well, this TED Talk was by Dan Gilbert. He's a Harvard psychologist, and it was called The Psychology of Your Future Self. And it kind of inspired what I wanted to share with you today. So let's dive right in. He talks about how we tend to think that the person we are today is the person we will always be. And he shares a study they conducted where they looked at people's values and they asked half of them to predict how much their personality values would change in the next 10 years and the others to tell us how much their values had changed in the last 10 years. What they found was although the rate of change does slow as we age, at every age, people underestimate how much their personalities and their values will change in the next decade. And it's not just for values and personality. You can ask people about their likes and dislikes, their basic preferences as well. For example, if you were to say to them, name your best friend or your favorite kind of vacation, what your favorite hobby is, what your favorite kind of music is, people will name these things. And then if they ask half of them to say, do you think that will change over the next 10 years? And half of them to say, did that change over the next 10 years? What they found is that people predict that the friend they have now is the friend that they'll have in 10 years. The vacation they most enjoy now is the one that they'll enjoy in 10 years. And yet... When people are reflecting back who are 10 years older, they usually say, ah, you know, actually that's kind of really changed. So despite having the past experience of things changing so much in the last decade, we still tend to think that things are not going to change much in the future decade. 
Now, why does that matter? And Gilbert says it matters because it kind of impacts our decision-making. It's kind of a big deal when it comes to making our decisions. Well, why does this happen? He said it has something to do with the ease of us remembering things versus the difficulty we have of imagining. And he says that most of us can remember who we were 10 years ago, but we find it hard to imagine who we're going to be. And then we mistakenly think that because it's hard to imagine that it's not likely to happen. So when people say, oh, I can't imagine that, they're usually just talking about their own lack of imagination and not really about the unlikelihood of the event that they're describing. So I just thought that was so interesting. And I wanted to spend a bit of time considering our past self, our present self, and then dive into our future self. One of the most important relationships you have right now and can have at any point in your life is the relationship with yourself. I'm not just talking about the relationship with your current self, who you are now. I'm talking about the relationship with your future self. And when I say future self, who am I referring to? Well, it's you later, today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. When you think about your future, anything that you want to do in the future, what your future looks like, what your future trips will be, It is always our future self that we're imagining in those scenes in our life, and we all do it. Some of us may have more detailed visions of our future with our future self in it, but we all, to some extent, are always thinking about our future self. And this relationship with our future self is very powerful. Our future, as Dan Sullivan says, who's another influential strategist and business coach, he says that the future is our property. We can do whatever we want with it. It exists only in our imagination, and there really is no limit to our possibility. It's about growth, change, evolution, creativity. I like to think of the future, it really is that unwritten story. It has complete blank pages in front of us. We get to decide what we're going to write on those blank pages. We get to decide what we're going to do with our future. And it may be something that we want to put a little thought into because we want to give our brain some deliberate direction. We are always creating results in our life. Where we focus our brain, whether it's the past or the future, will influence our results. And this is kind of like driving. Where do we want to go? Where do you want to be looking when you drive? Well, you want to look far enough ahead because if you're looking in the rear view mirror, it's pretty limiting. You're not going to get very far. Why? Well, because our past is limiting. We will define ourselves by what we have already done, what stories we've already written about ourselves. It's so easy for the brain to sit back and let the past dictate because it already has something to draw on. There's no work involved. It can just sort of rinse and repeat. And we'll want to do that with things that we want to carry into our future. But we also want to look immediately in front of us. And this is helpful. That is our current self. But that can also be limiting too, because like Dan Gilbert says in his TED Talk, we tend to think that the person we are today is who we're going to be. And the studies show that there's a lot of growth that is going to happen between now and our future. So we want to make sure that we're also looking far enough ahead in the future. In order to be really future focused, there are a few things that we can do. The first thing we need to do is we need to distinguish between our current self, our past self, and our future self. 
I want you to think about who you are now, your current self, your present self. We tend to put a lot of emphasis on this person, and that's totally normal because you're pretty familiar with the present you. You know what you like, what you dislike, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, all that good stuff. But focusing on our current self only can be really limiting. If we hold too tightly to who we are now, then we're not able to leave any wiggle room for change and possibility. How we think of our present self also influences us. I was just reading in a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy, and they talk about how are you measuring success where you currently are. Do you look at where you are and measure yourself against where you want to be or where you think you should be? Because that would be focusing on the gap. It's the space between where you currently stand and the ideal. The problem with focusing on the gap is we often feel like we're failing. We become disillusioned and dissatisfied and unhappy with ourselves, and our confidence can plummet. But if we shift and take a look at ourselves now, currently, to where we started, this is the gain. This is all the progress we've made. We can feel happy and satisfied with how things are going, and that can actually boost our confidence. So do we focus on the gap? or do we focus on the gain? Clearly, when we think of our present self, we can't help but think of our past self as well. Your past self is the person who created your present self. Who you are now is a different person than who you were in the past, probably multiple versions of yourself. If you think about it, you don't do the things the same way. You may look different. You may have different preferences, like different songs, have a new favorite movie, a new favorite restaurant. Think about who you were even pre-COVID. Have you changed? And really, who I am now is because of the choices that my past self made. She had a very important role in my life. Now, when I like to think of my past self, I actually want to acknowledge her and be grateful to her. So I might say to past Leah, all right, you know what? Thanks for having the courage to leave your job years ago in banking to pursue your degree in speech pathology, because look where that road took you. Thanks for being willing to move to Toronto and taking a job at a hospital and then having the courage to leave again, to go into private practice. But I may also look at my past self and see some mistakes that I made. I can acknowledge those. And I might say something to myself like, I know you made some mistakes along the way, but I'm glad that you persevered and stuck things out. You were able to see how success can come from failures. I may look at the lessons that I've learned, like how much I've grown and acknowledged. And I may say things like, you know what? I'm really glad that you took the plunge to try dating again after your divorce because then you met your husband. So you can thank yourself, your past self for doing things like, I'm glad you saved money because now I have a little bit of a bank account. I'm glad you decided to spend money because now I have great money and great memories on certain trips or I purchased certain things that I love. We can give a lot of love to our past self. And of course, there are some things that you're a little upset about with your past self. Maybe your past self was a bit reckless and spent some savings, made some bad investments, or decided not to take care of your health. Maybe your past self started some bad habits, spent way too much time working or not getting enough sleep. Your past self likely made some bad choices along the way too, and now your present self has to deal with these consequences. But our past self got us here, whether we appreciate what we did or didn't do. 
We are the result of all the decisions and choices our past self made. So we have our current self and we have our past self and we want to acknowledge and thank them both. But we also have our future self. I can recognize that past me created present me. Do I recognize that right at this very moment, present me is creating future me? The future is not yet determined. It's a complete blank slate. I get to determine so many parts of it. Yes, there are a lot of unknowns, but I can turn to past me and I can be reassured that, you know what? I can figure things out. Even with the bad stuff, I adjust and I adapt. I can handle it. Sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes I may not understand it all, but I seem to get through it. So past self has taught me that I am pretty resilient. But for future me, we want to do some exploring. We want to be a little bit more deliberate. And there are a few things that we can do. Firstly, we want to identify the general who it is that you want to be. Who do I desire to be in the future? The future is unfolding, whether you want it to or not. You can either have a hand in creating it or reactively become whatever the wind blows you to but it takes practice to push yourself to grow in a deliberate way. So Dan Sullivan has another book called Who Not How. And the premise is when you want to accomplish something, stop asking, how can I do this? And ask instead, who can do this for me? Making this shift involves retraining your brain to stop limiting your potential based on what you can do on your own and instead focus on the infinite and endless connections between yourself and other people, as well as the limitless transformation possible through those connections. So when I thought of this, I thought of a twist with regards to future me, asking who, not how, in terms of who do I want to be in the future? Who do I need to be? to accomplish what I want to. So many times we get stuck on the how. We decide not to do things because we're not sure how to do them. But if we focus on who we want to be, being that person who can figure it out, trusting that the how will appear. Now, Martin Luther King said, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. So we can take the first step every single day without knowing the outcome. Just focus on the who of your future you and don't worry about the how just yet. Secondly, it really helps if you identify what your why is. Why do you want to be this future you? Understanding our why is so important because it is our why that anchors us, that keeps us going on our quest when things get stormy. And it's guaranteed that in your future, you are going to encounter some storms. It really helps to be solid on your why, as that will keep you moving forward. Now, thirdly, once you have a general idea of who you want to be and you have your why, now you can get a little bit more specific. I like to think of it like I have the power right now to give my future some gifts. What do I want her to have? What things am I willing to do today that future me is going to thank me for? What are some things that future me is hoping I will do? What does she need me to do to become the who I want to be? So you want to sit down and identify those gifts. So for example, 
for myself, I want to give her the gift of a healthy body. I want to give her the gift of a healthy mind. I want to give her the gift of wisdom. I want to give her the gift of a loving and strong marriage of great relationships with my kids. I also want to give her some financial security. I want to give her the opportunity to not have to work so hard to have some freedom. I definitely want to give her some incredible memories to reflect on memories of trips, events, even the everyday little life things. So sit down and make a list of what gifts do you want to give your future self? Now, the fourth thing to do when creating your future self is after this point, you figured out your gifts. I want you to start creating your narrative. You need to start feeling like she will feel, thinking like she will think, acting how she would act. We need to be deliberate. So based on my goal of who I want to be, based on my why, based on the gifts I want to give my future self, what would be my next best step? You can then align your plan with your future self. You can build your plan if you reverse engineer it based on where you want to end up being. Where do you want to end up being in one year, three year, five years? And work backwards from that. The other nice thing about future self is she can give you guidance, wisdom. She is a great person to go to. When I tell her I'm terrified because of something I'm doing and it's a lot of work, she has the wisdom to say, oh, it's hard. Nothing's easy at the beginning, but just hang in there. Consistency is the most important thing. When I doubt whether eating well and exercising will make a difference, I can ask my future self and she'll say, Well, as you get older, things change, so you need to be doing everything you can to stay healthy and strong. Don't give up on that. In fact, you might want to bump it up a little. You might want to sleep a little bit more, exercise a little bit more. So my future self is so full of wisdom. She knows what is best. She knows what it takes to get where she is. So identify your future who, identify your why, Get specific on the gifts you want to give your future you so you know the steps to take now. Talk to your future self to get all her future wisdom. And then five, you're going to embrace the discomfort because you know there's always discomfort when you're trying to do something that you've never done before. We know our survival brain, that monkey brain of ours, wants to be comfortable, easy, have no pain, have lots of fun. So it wants to do more of the same. It wants to just recreate the past because that is what it knows. But in order to accomplish our dreams, to become future you, you need to grow. Growth stretches us and pushes us beyond our current capacity. There's a saying that says, discomfort is the currency for growth. When we grow, we become the next best version of ourselves. And in order to grow, we need to get uncomfortable to do the work that takes you from your current way of thinking to your desired way of thinking. This can be referred to as going through the messy middle, or as sometimes I refer to it as the river of misery. It's miserable, it's hard, but it doesn't last forever. You can reassure your future self that you can do hard things. Now, Dan Sullivan, he also describes a model for how growth happens. How do we achieve goals? How do you become your future you? And he talks about the four C's. Now, most of the time, people just think you just have to be confident that you can do things. Just believe you can do it and do it. Now, while confidence and belief is important, Dan has a really interesting perspective that I thought was worth sharing. When you have a goal in mind, such as becoming future you, 
the first thing you must do is commit to your goal. So this is the first C. Your level of commitment matters. It's the difference between telling yourself, yeah, I'll try or I should versus I am or I will or I want to no matter what. We do and feel whatever is necessary. I'm willing to do that. Now, you may want to write this goal down and every day review it, reviewing and renewing your commitment. Now, the second C stands for courage. Once you commit to your goal, you need to find the courage to actually do it. This is an ongoing daily mindset. Don't forget that big goals can be super scary. You will need a lot of courage and courage does not feel good. We often think of courage as such a, like a noble emotion, but it actually doesn't feel great. And I love how Dan says, it's not enough to just think your fear away. And he says, there's a difference between fear and courage. Fear is peeing your pants and courage is doing what you need to do with wet pants. So the discomfort of courage is an indicator though, that you are on the right track. Now the third C stands for capability. Once you take that courage and you're doing the thing you're committed to, that will give you new capabilities. The more you do it, the better you become at it. We become capable as we practice our new set of skills, which then leads you to the last and the fourth C, which is confidence. Simply means the better you are at something, the more your confidence grows. Capability leads to confidence. Now notice, oftentimes we get this all wrong. We don't do new things because we don't have the confidence that we can. So we may use that as an excuse. Well, if I was more confident, then I would fill in the blank, leave my job, write a book, ask her out. But confidence is the last thing to develop, actually. We get it as we're committed, as we have courage, and as we develop our capabilities. So as we round off 2021, head into 2022, I want you to stop and pause. I want you to think of who you are right now and compare it to your past self. How much have you grown? What are you going to thank your past self for? What great wisdom has your past self given you? Can you see the confidence that you now have because your past self committed took courage and developed skills? Now, I want you to think ahead to the end of next year, 2022. It's December 2022. I want you to sit down and I want you to write future you a letter. Now, you can also write a letter to future you in five years or 10 years, but let's start with just writing a letter to you next December 2022. Picture who you will be in whatever time frame. Write a letter from that person. What will next year, Leah, be happy that I did this year? What is she going to thank me for? What is some of her advice? What guidance is she giving me? What obstacles does she foresee? And what are the solutions to those obstacles? Pay attention to how you talk to yourself, how much love and compassion you share. Get imaginative, get creative. Don't be worried about what's realistic because your future is all blank anyways. The future does not exist. We get to decide. Then... Start living that life. Invest in yourself exactly as your future self advises. That's what I have for you today. Hopefully you can go back and do some of these exercises. Thank your past self. Appreciate and love your current self and create your future self. Have a wonderful 
beginning of 2022. I can't wait to see what the future brings for all of us. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.